Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. This is Leslie. So Lori and I thought it would be kind of fun to do um, some podcasts around type and strategies. So today we're going to be going into the generator type. Lori, do you want to? Um... Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of we were kind of talking about how we wanted to approach it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start out um, with talking about basic characteristics of of a generator, and then we'll get into um, our personal experiences. Both of us are manifesting generators. So basically, generators um, is one of the, the most common types. Seventy percent of the population make up the generators generator type. So within the generator type, there are two different uh, two different types. There is what's known as a pure generator, and then a manifesting generator. So Leslie and I are both manifesting generators. But the, the difference between the two, well, the common the common uh, thing between the two is that both have the circle defined, the circle center defined, which um, it, 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 that doesn't apply to any of the other types. Only, only generators have the circle defined. So with a, with a pure generator, they do not have a motor to the throat. And a manifesting generator does have a motor to the throat. So the four motors are the circle center, the emotional solar plexus, the root center and um, the will center. So um, those are those are uh, um, there. A generator would not have that. They would not have a, a motor to the throat. Um, so anyway, Leslie, you want to add add to that what I just talked about? Sure. So um, the biggest difference that I'm finding between knowing the generators in my life and myself is manifesting generators um, can move pretty quickly and um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. (laughs) Um, But we, we tend to get things done a little faster um, where the generators, what I've noticed in my life are very um, methodical and it's step by step by step. And their process um, has to be that way. And where manifesting generators can kind of like look at the whole big picture and then kind of take off running and we might skip some steps and then we have to go back to them, but just everything's quicker. Um, We move faster. We uh, can tend to make decisions faster for good or bad. Um, Where generators just, they're... uh, busy. They have the life force energy to sustain energy to create things, but they just do it in a sequence that is more um, strategic or like laid out. Um, And manifestors tend to have 
like many things sometimes going on at once. Manifesting generators. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Manifesting generators. Yeah. Like we will have um, many uh, projects going at the same time where I think the generators, what I observe from them is they really like doing one thing at a time and focusing on that one thing from start to completion. And, you know, these are generalizations. So someone's chart might, um, when you go further or deeper into the chart, that can change. But for the kind of the over foundation of um, generators versus manifesting generators, this is kind of what I found. Um, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I probably should have started out with, with talking about, so when you have, with generators, their um, strategy is to wait to respond. So that's when, um, when they'll move into action. So, so like Leslie was saying with the generator, they're, um, they're responding to something, but it, but it's a slower process where with a manifesting generator, it, it's something that's a lot quicker. So, and it depends also which uh, channels define that, um, the motor to the throat, uh, how it gets to the throat, because that can be different too for a manifesting generator. So I know uh, Leslie and I have um, different paths from the, from uh, to the uh, to the throat center, the motor to the throat center. Mine is actually from mine starts with uh, the fifty nine six channel fifty nine six from the emotional solar plexus to the sacral, and then from the sacral to the throat center, the thirty four twenty. So like like I know with myself, like 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 when I move, it's like boom boom. You know, it's 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 like it's like I get that um, you know the the knowing that it's the right time that that through after my emotional wave and it, it's it's like boom boom it's it, like it goes into action very quickly but like with you Leslie yours goes from the sacral uh, through the G center to the throat right so yours right. the process is a little bit different and I'm also um, emotional authority like you were talking about right. so with the generators there's only two authorities it's either emotional or sacral authority. Uh, we're both emotional authorities. So there's going to be a little bit more of a pause because we have to go through this emotional wave. Um, and and with that, my emotional wave is kind of on its own. It's its own little island. It's not connected. Right. Which is because, yeah, because you're a triple split. So so that's why right. you're talking about that, that the emotional solar plexus isn't connected to anything else that's Right. It's just connected to my will center. Right. Right. So my sacral is connected from the root to the sacral, to the G center, to the throat. So, you know, I can have this sense. Let me, my initial response might be, mm-hmm or uh-uh. Um, but then I have to kind of revisit that to gain clarity if that is the correct thing for me. But it takes a little bit longer because that clarity is just kind of hanging off in the distance in its own little. Right. Through the emotional. Yeah. Through the emotional solar plexus. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't um, necessarily allow me to access it as, you know, like you, you have access to it consistently because of the 59.6 and then it goes right to the, right to the throat. So it's a lot quicker than, than my process. But um, there's, like you were saying, there's so many different configurations. Um, you kind of just have to, you know, kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. But for the most part, emotional, um, to gain that clarity with the emotional uh, authority is, um, it's really, it takes practice. I mean, and maybe you can talk more about that too, but it's like, first, what is responding? And what am I responding to? 
And it can be in so many different ways. I mean, you can get an email, it could be a text, it could be someone asking you a question, it could be you know, seen on the TV show, um, you know, every, you know, walking in the woods and a bird's chirping at you. I mean, we're responding all day long, but it's kind of connecting to that primal knowing of, of if the guidance is there to, you know, have the response that you need to move forward on something, you know. Um, so that was a little confusing for me in the beginning, like, okay, what is this response thing all about? And then to actually go through uh, the process of kind of deconditioning of not using those sounds and to really feel into the body um, to understand what that means for me. And then, then the practice came of taking that pause for the clarity to come. So once I kind of got the response, you know, more uh, used to having that response, then to hold myself because manifesting generators do want to move fast and take mm-hmm. action yep. to kind of go, okay, I got this, that this is a class I need to take, but then to stop myself and to kind of ride out the wave to see, well, is it correct for me? And it's amazing how that changes. It, it's a yes. And it's a no, then it's a yes. And it's a yes. And it's a yes. Then it's a no. And then yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah. don't> like- <laughs> I mean, it can definitely get tricky, tricky with emotional authority because you're 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 going to get that sacral response. You're going to get that gut feeling. Um, you know, it's it's like a yes, no. But the thing with emotional authority is that it, it it's something that you can't you can't trust it in the moment. That that decision right. in the moment, or that you know that response in the moment. It's like you have to ride out the wave for it to be like a consistent yes or a consistent no. So um, it uh, it gets tricky trickier with somebody who's got emotional authority. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, it's something I I, I know. Um, you know, like like people like what does it mean to respond? What does it mean to wait to respond? Like you sit around and you just wait for things to happen, and and that's not the way that um, that it works. I mean, the, the, you you do you you do basically what you love to do um and that by doing what you love to do which isn't always possible sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do and and we just kind of endure it but but like when um we talk about the about the um sacral being able to replenish itself with a generator um if you're if you're doing something that you don't love the sacral is not going to get replenished and you can get burned out from that so when you're doing things that you do love and the and the sacral uh, replenishes itself, and you know what, Leslie, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was going to go somewhere with it, um, but basically, I yeah, it's it's you know you you it's not like you sit back passively and you don't you don't do anything. You're just like waiting for things to happen around you. It's not that way at all. It just means that you know you keep busy doing things, and then things come to you because that that's the thing with the generator um, is their aura is open and enveloping. So. So when you're living true to your strategy, when you're following that by waiting to respond, you're basically having faith that what is right for you is going to be drawn to you. So, nice. so um, you know, that's a, that's a big key to it. So uh, in the meantime, you, you know, you do things that you have to do or things that you want to do. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the more that you are able to grow and live following your strategy, the more that you'll find that things that are right for you are going to be drawn to you. Those opportunities are going to be drawn to you. Um, 
And yeah, yeah. Another, thing, another thing I wanted to say, like you were talking, because, yeah, so you do have the roots. If I forgot about that, I was thinking it was, so you do, actually, it starts at the root, through the sacral, through the um, G center to the throat. That's interesting. I mean, I guess I knew that, but, because, um, like, you can have, I was I was thinking about, like, the different, the different configurations. So, so with uh, a manifesting generator, you can have, from the solar plexus to the throat, you can have um, from the sacral directly directly to the to the throat. You can have from the root center to the spleen or the splenic center to the throat. There are just a lot of different configurations, and depending on, you know, I mean, not only that. I mean, there are a lot of other things in the chart that are going to impact things, but but basically, like the basic nature of a generator is always going to be there. You know, the, the strategy is to respond, and then. Um, you know, the decision making is going to be based on either, you know, your sacral authority or emotional authority. And, and I think I said this before that you're always going to get that yes, no, but, but it has to be consistent over time. So if you're for somebody who's emotionally defined, somebody who has emotional authority, um, anyway, <laughs> you have anything you want to add to that, Leslie? Well, the whole, um, the response thing in the body, um, as I've been playing with this, is our bodies really our um, our gauge? I mean, it's like if we can feel into what that body's feeling. So sometimes on the emotional wave, um, the body's feeling nervous or anxious, or and so like if someone's asking me a question but putting pressure on me, and then I'm getting nervous, mm-hmm. it's it's not the timing. It's right. like it's not right. And and even if I'm not getting a yes or a no. There's like this sense of calmness sometimes that I'll feel and I'll be like, oh, this is the right direction. So it's not like there's a big, oh, you know, like your body's like jumping. I got to do this. I got to do this. Right. It's, a, it's a more of a stillness. It's weird. So it's right. it's really so much about the body um, because the sacral center is our life force energy. So it's 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 tapping into that sense of what the body's feeling and getting really comfortable of what that means for you, because it's going to be different for everyone, depending on, you know, on the chart. But like another really kind of funny example is when I was up North and uh, my boyfriend just asked, you know, Oh, do you want to go home today or would you rather wait till tomorrow? And I didn't get a clear answer and I wasn't sure. And my mind was going, yeah, go home. You can do this. And this. no, stay, you're enjoying yourself. So I just thought, you know what, let me, let me get back to you on that. And so I'm just doing my thing. And then about an hour later, I realized my body's tearing down the beds to wash and get ready to go home. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there it is. It's like my head was out of the way. And my body was telling me you want to go home. So when I got home, it's like everything else in the rest of the day and the next day just really played out. And I'm like, I was supposed to be at home. Right. So there's that trusting of the process and things will just naturally come, but heads so much dictate all that and tell us what we think that we know or what's best for us. But it's really trusting in that body. That's really going to just lead us. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I know like even with myself, like, and it could be like little things, like, like I might, I might have a thought, like I'm going to do this, but then it's like, like I'm being led in another direction. I'm like, okay. You know, so, so I, I followed that instead of, you know, like what I was thinking I was going to do right at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and then like another thing too is with people with emotional authority. And I know that this is because you can have, 
other other human design types can have emotional authority, but like with um, like with with somebody who has a circle to find that yes no I gut response like when there's a like a pressure thing like like if you don't buy this uh, this within the next you know. 24 hours or, you know, however much time it's like the opportunity is going to be gone. (laughs) And, you know, like for people like you and me, that's bad like that, because, because if I feel that pressure and I give into it, you know, and it's like, and I buy it and it's like, Oh my God, like what the heck was I thinking? Not always, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like it just, there has to be sometimes a split decision can't be made like that. You know, I mean, sometimes they have to be, I mean, obviously, you know, we make decisions all day long, but, but, you know, the bigger decisions in life, I mean, the things, you know, where it's going to affect our well-being or affect our, you know, like where we live or the job that we have or income or, you know, something that's, you know, a bigger thing then you know, we have to, um, you know, to be, be true to ourselves and, and what what is really right for us. And that's by allowing uh, allowing the process to happen, you know, mm-hmm. instead of trying to get it over with quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. And I don't know if you've noticed this whole process. It's, you you know, it can be in little things, but sometimes I don't know the direction I'm supposed to take until right. I'm actually taking yep. action towards it. And all of a sudden I'm like, nope, that doesn't feel right anymore. So, which is kind of frustrating because like you're going out to dinner with someone and you're on your way and you're like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and so I don't, I think that might be a manifesting generator thing, or maybe it's a generator thing across the board. Um, but I really noticed that like, and maybe it's because I wasn't listening completely in the beginning when I was getting the no, and I let my mind talk me into it. But then as I'm in motion doing it, I'm realizing this is not correct for me. Um, and that's just something else that I've kind of, uh, kind of been, or I've learned along the way and I'm mm-hmm. still kind of playing with, but it's, and not to, then not to like, you know, make it wrong or, and then to honor that, I think the more we learn to honor the response that the body is giving us, I think the more you come in alignment with it and then your, your life just unfolds the way it's supposed to more naturally. Oh yeah, and definitely. That's definitely. probably where the magnetic, um, auric field really starts pulling things towards you that you're right. supposed to be yeah, responsive. Yeah. Trying to force things to happen or hurry things along. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, timing has to be right and it has to be right for us, the opportunity. So um, I, did you have anything else that you wanted to add, Leslie, or um, do you want to wrap up the episode? Uh, I, think, I think we did a pretty good job of um, covering everything. Is there anything else that you can think of? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I'd probably end up repeating myself. I don't know if you can hear my phone going off. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to sit on my phone to shut it up. I thought I'd turn the volume down on it. Um, so yeah, and I think we're, we're probably finished. Um, so that'll wrap things up for this episode. Thanks for joining us today. Um, in our next episode, we're going to talk about projectors and, uh, the living your design type series. And I think we're, we're still kind of, um, trying to decide whether or not we're going to, we're going to have a guest or whether we're just going to do it ourselves and, um, you know, just kind of do what we did today. Uh, but we'll we'll let you know when we do our next episode, right? Um, right. So if you'd like to sh- see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them at our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcast episode 13. If you'd like to join us as we begin our exploration into the 
for Human Design Types, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks, everybody.